lie in these highlands and islands. This day's proceedings, therefore, represented hope. Not all his followers understood how vital all this was to the king. Only those closest to Bruce, his brothers, Edward and Nigel, his sisters, Mary and Christian, with the latter's husband, Sir Christopher Seaton, the Countess of Buchan, who had placed the crown on his head weeks before, and one or two of his surviving friends, like Sir James Douglas and Sir Gilbert Hay, had any idea how much their cause might be affected by this weird ceremony. A messenger came hurrying in and pushed his way to the front. "'Sire, Sir Robert Boyd sent me. The Earl of Buchan comes up Docker's side with two thousand horse, English with him under Percy.' "'Buchan, you say? The Commons?' The king glanced over his shoulder, shrinking with the pain of it, to where the Countess of Buchan knelt beside his sisters, his wife's lady-in-waiting, and wife of the constable of Scotland who was thus pursuing him into these mountains. He rose to his feet, lifting a hand to the doer of the main who was presently holding forth. I, I am sorry, your blessing I much value. He took the queen's arm and nodded to the princess Marjorie. Out in the sunshine, Bruce turned to the messenger. How near are they? They were just past Lueb when I rode, sire, as Sir Robert retiring before them to the lock foot. Then we have little time. We can but run for it. Where? Encumbered with women and wounded? Edward Bruce, the eldest of the king's four brothers, was dark and wiry. We should fight. Seek a place to ambush them. Use your wits said Bruce. If the commons are riding up Glendocket, it's because they have been led here. No host would venture into these trackless mountains by chance, which means that we have been betrayed again. We have no choice. We must ride westwards, make for Sir Neil Campbell's country on Loch Awe. The Campbell chief, a dark, swarthy man and a notable fighter, was nothing loath. He had been anxious not to linger in this area. It was too close to the domains of his hereditary enemies, the MacDougalls of Argyle and Lorn. Despite the complaint that they were encumbered with women and wounded from the disastrous Battle of Methven nearly three weeks previously, the king's small host was not slow about moving off. Campbell, with an advance party of fourscore, went first. Half an hour after the arrival of Boyd's courier, Strathfilm was empty. The great mountain barriers hemmed them in, the Queen and Marjorie riding beside Bruce. It was nothing new for Elizabeth de Burr, daughter of English Edward's greatest friend, the Earl of Ulster. Since she threw in her lot with Bruce four years before, she had known little security in a savaged and war-torn land. They had gone a bare two miles and reached a stretch where the valley narrowed when an uproar in front halted them. Swiftly, Bruce reacted. A place with less scope for manoeuvre would be hard to imagine. Even before he spoke, tumult broke out well to the rear. "'An ambush!' the king cried. "'Nigel, forward! Tell Douglas and Campbell we must break out of this valley. Edward, back to Hay! Get our people out of this kennel! Then word back to Boyd and the rearward!' Those near him he waved upwards. 
It was a steep climb for the horses. They were perhaps halfway up in a ragged line, three hundred men with the king and the women, when a horn sounded from above. Over the skyline appeared waves of yelling men. Bruce reined up, tugging free the long two-handed sword sheathed at his back. He had suffered a grievous surprise at Medham, but never had he been so unready as this. The women were his first anxiety. Urgently he turned in the saddle. "'Down again!' he shouted to Elizabeth. The queen, daughter of a long line of warriors, did not hesitate. Grabbing her stepdaughter's bridle, she dragged both horses round, calling to the other ladies to follow her downhill. There was no time for any marshalling. The attackers had not much more than two hundred yards to cover from their waiting-place behind the rise. Like an angry flood they were upon them. Bruce, still in front, found half a dozen attackers leaping at him. All around was chaos, for the MacDougalls were attacking the horses, ducking beneath...